Hey, how's it going? Um, welcome to uh, Live Free, Die Old. Um, I'm going to talk a bit about a few topics. Uh, I'll talk about uh, some libertarian, why be libertarian uh, later. But uh, the first topic that I want to talk about really is um, a few double standards that exist. Uh, not just in the realm of ethics and in philosophy, but uh, when it comes to the government and anarchy. Um, you know, I've, I've said before that the difference between an anarchist and a statist is that an anarchist, uh, a statist, uh, views government how it should be in theory, and an anarchist sees our government should be in reality. And um, what I mean by that is uh, there are numerous governments which exist in the world and people make all these claims about what government should do instead of saying let us study these a hundred governments and see what they do do and see how much of and how what influences their behavior and how they're at and how they act right to say you know for I'll give an example I w uh, was being interviewed by a limited government guy and during the interview, uh, I said to him, there are over 200 governments which exist. How many of them protect individual rights? And he said, zero. Well, this seems to me pretty uh, good evidence that uh, if 100% of governments exist which violate individual rights, to say we need government to protect individual rights when no government does that, uh, seems a bit crazy to me, right? If I were to say, for instance, let's say under anarchy, uh, the exact same result would happen every time. Mass starvation and death every time anarchy was implemented, uh, and pretty much mass starvation. And uh, I were to say that under anarchy, you're going to have there's going to be an abundance of food. Well, if every time anarchy's been tried, the opposite would occur. Uh, what do I get off making such a claim? So, uh, you know, one of the benefits, <laughs> I guess, uh, which sort of, I think, annoys a lot of statists, is that we don't really have a lot of evidence uh, of anarchy, so it's very um, theoretical, but we have a lot of evidence of government existing and a complete failure of the state. And so I would argue that... Um, the idea that government is a protector is certainly not based on the evidence. And there is this double standard of whenever you're talking to people about anarchy of, well, prove how there's a problem that exists in the world currently, and we have a government, right? And we want to understand how a problem is going to be solved under uh, anarchy. And I guess there are a few replies to this. One, uh, can the problem be solved under statism? So if there's a problem that and that people are currently complaining about and government doesn't make the problem go away or makes it more severe, then why does anarchy have to make the problem go away? If government's not able to do it, then why, uh, why, why is it a requirement to have anarchy? If you're willing to upset the government, let's say, because let's say you say, well, under anarchy... Um, who would who would protect us from violence? Uh, well, does the government now protect people from violence, or does most of the arrests 
are due to victimless crimes. Uh, and 95% of uh, the people in prison are there uh, without a trial and as a result of plea bargain. Uh, do you get justice now? And if your answer is no, but I'm willing to accept the state anyway, then you should, I know it doesn't sound great, accept the anarchy even uh, under any condition that you're willing to accept the state under. Uh, so there is that double standard that exists. Um, I would say that the, the government is the definition of evil because I define evil as saying something, acknowledging that something is wrong and doing it anyway. Right? And government must be evil by definition because government is a monopoly, a coercive monopoly. And if government prohibits other people from engaging in its actions and it says printing money is bad but continues printing money, money it is basically says to people, copy me and I will ruin your life. Copy my behavior and I will ruin your life. And that is, uh, what does that say? If you're acting bad, you're, uh, and you tell other people, uh, don't act like me, well, I guess that's sort of good in the sense that you're telling other people not to do your bad thing, but the fact that you're continuing to do bad means that you're evil, that you acknowledge that what you're doing is bad, you don't want other people to do it, but you're fine doing it. Now, if what you're doing is not bad and you prevent other people from doing it, then you are evil by preventing people from doing good things. Right? Uh, I don't think there's a legal requirement to, to help someone, unless, of course, you cause them to be in that bad situation. But preventing someone else from helping someone um, is evil. Right? Uh, if someone's drowning in a river, I didn't push him in, I see someone drowning in a river, and I stop other people from saving him, I'm evil by preventing goodness to occur. So uh, I think any way you slice it, government uh, is an evil son of a bitch. Um, I do uh, sort of disagree with the notion that uh, in order to have, to have anarchy, people have to be better. You know, people have to be more compassionate, people have to, to, to be more responsible. No. I, you know, I, I'm not a, a Marxist. I, I don't believe that there has to be, that there has to be this purification of, of mankind. That under anarchy, people are going to be nicer and smarter. I also don't believe that under anarchy, it's going to be a society without any violence. Government is the biggest mass murder on earth, but they are not the only ones. So um, I think the claim that uh, we need government, or uh, you know, in the absence of, in order to have government occur, we need people who are good and moral and ethical. I would argue no. Uh, humanity is what it is. Uh, I don't really think you could change it. People who have tried to change it have only done so through coercive means. Only way to change people, uh, if you persuade them, you're not really changing them. They're just changing themselves by taking your advice. Um, and uh, if people are bad, government is, a, is a, the solution. In fact, it's worse, right? If you're going to say people are bad, people are, 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 are power hungry, people want to, to steal, well, if people want to steal, uh, is giving a certain group of people the right to uh, tax others really the solution to that problem? If people are violent, do you really want to give people a monopoly on uh, a weaponry? I would say the check. What are the arguments? Conservatives give this arguments all the time, right? 
that uh, uh, an armed society is a polite society, that if everyone has a gun, that puts the violent people in check because they know if they try anything, we'll be shot back, where taking away the guns from people just makes people victims. And I think you apply that logically and, when, and apply that to the state. Well, if not every, if let's have everyone be armed, and we'll have a politer society than just the government being armed, where it really counts: nuclear bombs, missiles, uh, and all that uh, jazz. Um, you know, for for me, I'm more a uh, philosophical anarchist. I'm not really an activist. Uh, I don't really. Uh, you know, if, if someone were to, to ask me, well, how do we get anarchy? I don't really know. I'm sort of an anarchist because government is moral. <laughs> That's sort of it. Uh, I don't know how realistic anarchy is. I don't know how to uh, convert people to anarchy, although I'm not really interested in doing that. I'm interested more in just speaking the truth, and hopefully, you know, people will be persuaded, and if not, they won't. But um, I don't really know how you can convert people to anarchy. Um, I don't know the best way to get anarchy. I certainly think that the future uh, does not look very uh, optimistic, to say the least. Um, and and stuff like that. Uh, I guess the next topic I, I would want to talk about is uh, why you should privatize uh, the use of force. See, the difference between a, a, a minarchist and an anarchist is that the first thing the anarchist wants privatized is the thing that the minarchist does not want privatized. So I would say, fine, let government, you know, uh, privatize the post office. Let government uh, privatize garbage. Who gives a shit? I mean, it's not so awful, but don't let it privatize stuff like uh, police or courts or anything of importance, as, as Walter Block said, if we have to have government intervention, let's have government intervention in paper clips and rubber bands. That way, uh, if they mess up, they won't create too much havoc. So um, I would argue that uh, government uh, intervention uh, makes things worse. And I think there's a few reasons why you should have privatized events. I mean, the obvious answer is, is competition, right? Uh, a cop, you know, doesn't protect people. Does the government lose money? Do policemen get less pay? Are they out of business? No. Uh, there have been people who've called policemen for defense and no one came. In fact, there was a case where a woman was being raped. She called the police, no one came. And uh, the, dis the, the Ninth Circuit District Court ruled that police have no obligation to protect you. So if police fail to protect you, there are no negative consequences where uh, if there's competition and they fail to protect you, uh, they're not going to be in business very much longer because they're unreliable and who would want to use them. But if they get a guaranteed payment through taxation and uh, not competition, they don't really uh, lose. But I think another, the main reason I think you should privatize police is that, um, see, one of the, is that the, the state's violence is put on a pedestal. See, under anarchy, you'll ha you'll you may have violence, but you'll have none of this pretense of, oh, this is this violence is for the the common good. This violence is for the betterment of humanity, uh, and any of that bullshit. So, um, 
uh, you know, now when people see cops arresting people uh, or people get thrown in jail, the assumption is, oh, that person must have done something wrong to be arrested. And even if, well, he broke the law. The law is good. doesn't matter what the law is. He broke the law. And even if the law is unjust, well, when protest, you still have to follow it. Don't follow your conscience. Follow the law. So uh, most important thing is to follow the law. And uh, people view the government as moral injustice, right? A war is not viewed as mass murder in many people's eyes. It's viewed as these people are heroes, these soldiers risking their life to defend our country. So uh, the violence of the state is put on a pedestal. Uh, but, but that's the only reason it's put on a pedestal is because of this double standard of a certain group of people have the right to inflict their will on another group of people. But uh, under anarchy, there would be none of this pretense. And not only would there be none of this pretense, because no one has more of a claim to inflict the laws than anyone else, it would be very clear who the police are uh, subject to. Because are the, now the police are just subject to this abstract idea called the people, or the community, or the state. Right? The, 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 right? the police, if a politician hires a policeman to do violent, barbaric things, who do we blame? Do we blame the, po the politician? No, he's just enforcing the laws. And even if he makes the laws, well, he's just doing what his voters want. And you have to talk to the voters. There's no one to say, this is John's fault for arresting uh, Smith for a victimless crime. But under anarchy, if I hire a policeman, uh, and the policeman does violent, uh, coercive things, uh, he can say, I'm representing Daniel. Uh, there's not this abstract entity called society, as if society is just one thing, but an actual, tangible, physical person with a name, with an identity that you could point to with a contract in writing that if you don't, if you find the police abusive, you'll know exactly who is responsible and who hired him, and therefore uh, there's going to be a lot of negative consequences for people to say, oh my god, this Daniel is a major dick committing violence on other people, hiring these goons and these policemen. There'd be none of this, I'm just serving the people crap. You know exactly who is responsible uh, for what. Now, hold on a sec. I'm just going to uh, see if there's any comments on YouTube and see uh, if there's any questions. Hold on a sec. Let me see. See if there's any comments. Anyone say anything brilliant? Let's find out. No, not yet. I guess I'll comment you more. Um, so that's the reason that the police, I think, would be uh, less violent. Sort of the same logic behind uh, victimless crimes. You know, uh, people say, well, under anarchy, how do we know there won't be Sharia law? Well, first of all, under government, how do we know there won't be Sharia law? So, again, doesn't solve that problem, having a government. Uh, how do we know there won't be a lot of victimless crimes? Well, the question is, who pays to enforce these laws? Right? Suppose I want to throw, I want to throw someone in jail for narcotics, and I'm able to find people willing to enforce such a law. 
Well, I have to pay them. With what income? Under, under government, everyone in the country pays for the law, whether you support it or whether you don't. It is highly, highly subsidized. And a person who says, I want this to be illegal, isn't sacrificing a huge part of his income because the cost is divided by 300 million people. And therefore, there's not much of a... Um... Hey, how's it going, sir? Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, we'll talk in a sec. Let me just finish what I'm saying. So anyway, um, under a um, society uh, where, where the costs are socialized to everyone, uh, the people who support the law, the people who don't have to pay for it, um, and therefore it's not that expensive to enforce these violent uh, edicts. But uh, suppose that the only people who wanted to enforce a law were the ones who uh, supported the law. So if someone's stealing my property, uh, I have to pay you know, policemen to uh, protect me. Uh, and if I were to enforce a law against drugs, I have to pay policemen. Well, now it's not divided by 300 million people. The only people who are going to pay for enforcing it are the ones who think this ought to be a crime. Well, now you'd see a lot of people saying, well, this is very expensive now. I'm not really sure how I feel about supporting such edicts. Uh, now with that, let's uh, have uh, Matt on the show. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Any comments? I don't know if you heard anything I've said. I came in just on the tail end of that, so uh, I didn't really catch quite what you were getting at, but uh, it sounded good. So. All right. Well, that's all that's important. You were, you were talking to Stefan Kinsella, right? Uh, yeah, I'm the uh, program coordinator over at Liberty Me for all their webinars and events, so I set up uh, and host most of about uh, 25 to 30 webinars with libertarian thinkers uh, every month. Oh, and cool. tonight was uh, Stefan Kinsella. We were talking about uh, clarifying libertarian theory and where he sees a lot of uh, equivocation and, and mistakes, common, uh, you know, muddy thinking that leads to bad theory. Like what? Uh, well, misuse of, of terms and misunderstanding of stuff. One of the last things we talked about was uh, the difference between uh, ethics and political philosophy. You know, uh, libertarianism is not necessarily, uh, it, it doesn't say that um, that everything that should be illegal, everything that is a violation of rights, is immoral. Just in the same way that we say that uh, things that are immoral shouldn't necessarily be illegal, it also goes uh, the reverse direction. So uh, it, it's just uh, common misconceptions, and uh, we had a, a good rousing Q&A. I think not everybody. You don't want to invite him, bring him along here. I I invited him. Uh, he uh, I think he's calling it a night. I'm not sure. Right. Sure. Oh, all right. That sounds interesting. Yeah, there there are a lot. Uh, I've discovered that all the time. Oh, you want drugs to be legal, so drugs are good. No. Uh, you know, uh, incarcerating someone for taking drugs is a worse. Look, I don't think I have a right to call someone fat, but if I do, they don't have a right to stab me. You know? Yeah, we, we had uh, Walter Block on, on Saturday, and he gave the example of, uh, of like a, a somebody who burns a kitten. 
somebody who burns a kitten has not uh, violated any rights, any property rights, unless the kitten was somebody's kitten, in which case, uh, off with his head. Um, but well, I don't know if that still, would be the punishment. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean, I, personally, I, I would kind of vote more that direction because I, I love cats. But uh, right. you know, uh, I think uh, Walter said, you know, kick him in the crotch. And yes, uh, that's a rights violation. But you you go into court and you say, okay, yeah, I, I violated his rights by kicking him in the crotch. What are you gonna do about it? He burned a kitten. Come on. Right. Sure. You also see this in uh, like some of the, uh, for example, left Rothbardians like uh, like uh, Sheldon Richmond have advocated for uh, nonviolent sit-ins as a, as a form of protest. Yes, it is a violation of property rights, but if you're willing to pay the uh, what what is necessary uh, to restitute the owners for you just sitting in their space, then go ahead and do it. It is an effective form of protest. It, the fact that it's a violation of rights doesn't make it immoral. Mm -hmm. No, I, I would agree. Um, I mean, I think there's also this misunderstanding of, you know, I was, I was, uh, there was a debate that I've, that I've, um, was a moderator in, and I was interviewed by uh, Jen Helfeld, and he asked, well, you know, uh, is it ever okay to uh, 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 use uh, initiatory violence? And I said, no. And he said, well, you know, if you're starving and you need an apple to eat, will you do it? Right? And I said, well, I may do it, but the fact that I may do it uh, is irrelevant to, to really anything. I may rape even and murder. Now, I wouldn't, but it may be possible that I would, but that doesn't mean the proposition it's never okay to rape and murder is wrong. It just means that I don't follow my own moral ethical code. Uh, and look, anyone can decide to do anything they want. I can decide to, uh, you know, uh, punch you in the face, but that, but that doesn't mean there's not repercussions. So yeah, if I'm starving, I'll probably steal an apple, and I take a penalty. Right? Saying it's justified to steal an apple if you're starving means that there can be no penalty because it's justified for you to do that. Absolutely. Libertarianism is not a theory of ethics. It doesn't tell you what you should or shouldn't do. It All it does is say what should or should not be illegal. What should, you know, uh, bring about repercussions. You know, uh, my dad, when I was growing up, always said to me, you know, choices have consequences. And I think that that's an important thing to just realize. It's, it's not just uh, one of the laws of physics. Uh, it's it's a serious thing. You know, we've got to think about that. And one of the problems with government is that sometimes it removes the consequences from choices. It, you, you give those state actors the choices, but then you make the, the people pay the consequences. And so they're more likely to make much, much worse choices. Yeah. So now there's some uh, questions on, on the comments. Let me answer them. Uh, you can go first. How do you become a libertarian? You want to answer that first? Well, I'll answer it. Um, oh, I guess I'll uh, answer that. I uh, was a, I was a lot of things before I was a libertarian. When I was about thirteen, I was a neocon. My parents were kind of neocon light. I got really into the wars that were, were starting at the time. I thought it was 
great for some reason. I, I guess I watched a lot of the news. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and so going into high school, I had this, I, I saw how terrible Congress was and how inefficient uh, our, the system was. And so I said, you know, wouldn't it be much better if we just had one person to, you know, tell everyone what to do, even if it was a bad decision, at least he'd be making a decision. And so I uh, was a self-styled fascist for a little while. Uh, but I wanted to be the fascist dictator, of course. I mean, well, of course. Always, I don't know any fascist who doesn't want to be the fascist. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, going into college, I sort of drifted center-left um, because, you know, I care about people. It's this weird thing. Uh, some of us. Oh yeah, call only only to. people on the left care about people. That is a uh, very leftist attitude, right? <laughs> to be a leftist doesn't mean you care about the poor. It means you believe you only care, only you care about the poor. Absolutely, and uh, I, I care about the poor only with your money. Um, right. But yeah, I, I had the misfortune of uh, deciding to major in political science. And I, I didn't have, I, I had one conservative, uh, libertarian-leaning conservative professor the entire time, uh, and the rest were liberals. And uh, that would have been terrible, except that every one of them had one little pet peeve about the system that they really hated. And they could show why this little part of the system completely didn't work, and why that little part completely failed. All the rest was good, we need to funnel more money into all the rest, but each one had one little area that they just thought was horrible. And then, so I was getting to the, the end of, uh, of my undergraduate experience in uh, 2010 as a senior, and I was becoming more disillusioned with, uh, with Obama because he didn't do the good things he said he was going to do, like uh, close Guantanamo and... Uh, get us out quickly from our various uh, engagements. I, I was always, uh, after the fascist stage, uh, I was uh, fairly anti-war. And I started realizing that after all those little pieces of the system had been destroyed for me, I didn't have much faith in any of the system. So I, around the same time, I decided to uh, learn a little bit about economics, because I always like debating online, um, mostly on Facebook, and uh, I thought it would be a, a great idea uh, to learn a little bit more about economics, because I didn't know a ton about it. Um, and uh, I went on the demonoid torrent tracker, and I looked for economics audiobooks, and I found economics in one lesson. Now, uh, it's, it's a really good thing I didn't end up with some Krugman or something. Uh, but I, I listened to that. It was mind-blowing. It was the, the clearest thinking I think I'd ever been exposed to. It literally just, like, I, I felt my life being changed right there. And I, at the time, I was a part-time delivery driver. Uh, so I had all this time in the car with uh, audiobooks. And so I got more audiobooks that were recommended, I think, at the end of the... Uh, at the end of the audiobook, the Economics in One Lesson, they recommended uh, Fee and Mises, uh, the Mises Institute. And so I went online, I downloaded more audiobooks, and all of a sudden I was a libertarian. Um, and then shortly after that I was an anarchist. So, And here I am. Right. Yeah. 
Um, I guess I'll answer the question also. Um, I probably always consider myself to be a libertarian. I, I'm not always an anarchist just because I didn't really know what it was and I thought, you know, what everyone said it was. Um, but I, I always sort of hated authority. Uh, parents are full of shit. Uh, teachers, uh, uh, you know, the religious people, what, all full of shit. All double, all double standards. Uh, the rules apply to me. They don't apply to you. Uh, and so I, I just, I never liked that. You know, I had a teacher who, if um, your cell phone rang in class, she would kick out of class for the day. And if her cell phone rang, she would talk on it and answer it. You know, uh, parents, you know, get upset if I curse, they would curse. So just double standards all the time. And I guess I said, well, you know, why would government be any different? They're probably full of shit, too. Uh, and that was probably as deep as it went. Uh, and um, I also didn't <laughs> didn't really like the people who liked government. And so maybe that's a bad reason to reject the philosophy, but I always found uh, people, uh, people uh, I guess you'd call them progressives or, or modern liberals, um, just these very condescending jerks. And just smug, and they th and very narcissistic, and and very intolerant. And of course, they would say they're tolerant, but they would never debate people who disagree with you. Uh, it was funny. I was just talking to my grandmother, who's a conservative, and she got upset at me for not watching this uh, America movie that just came out. And uh, she said she saw the movie with people, and people who I guess uh, are leftists. Her her uh, daughter and husband. And um, they agreed to see the movie only on one condition, and that is that they wouldn't talk about it afterwards. And I sort of laughed when I heard that, although uh, that's sort of typical. You know, I want my ego stroked, and I don't want to talk about things that will disagree, and I'll just name, I'll name call, I'll insult. And so I just, I didn't really like people on the left. I thought they were smug and condescending. I didn't want to have anything to do with them. And I said, anyone they like, I don't like. Oh, they seem to like government. Well, I don't like government. And that's pretty much as deep as it went. Um, and then I really liked Ron Paul. He was honest. He said things that were on his mind. I became like a real hardcore libertarian watching a Penn and Teller bullshit. And I'm like, oh, I agree with everything these people are saying. And uh, this makes a lot of sense. Um, and I heard of Austrian economics of Ron Paul. And I read some books of my own. And I became more, uh, I guess, interested and then I just, you know, I guess maybe it was Lysander Spooner or Stefan Molyneux or someone where I just said, you know, the state's just totally evil and they suck. Probably as deep as it went. Not much deeper. I remember the, the moment when I realized that I was an anarchist. I was uh, sitting at, uh, at, a, at a stoplight in Cary, North Carolina, with a bunch of pizzas in the back of the car. And uh, I was listening to the audiobook of The Ethics of Liberty. I'm just sitting there, and I paused it. And I looked down, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm an anarchist. I mean, it's just, it, it hit me right there, and I'll never forget that moment. It was, uh, I don't know that it was a happy moment. Um, I, I said uh, recently in a, a speech I gave, uh, the red pill is not an antidepressant, um, but you know I, I think it's uh, it's worked out for me so far. 
I've got a job now uh, promoting liberty, and I like that. So. Sure. Good. Yeah. Uh, let me see. What What are some other questions asked? Um, do you believe in the non-aggression principle as consistent? I mean, is there any instance where the initiation of force is what you consider moral? There is no consistent rationale behind the non-aggression principle. It should be generalized to a survival principle. Well, um, I think it depends. Oh, hey, Stefan, how's it going? Hey, good. I, I tried to join with my iPhone, but it, it kept uh, rejecting me. I hate Google Hangouts. God, it's so cranky. <laughs> I hate this free thing we have that lets us talk to each other in I video. Know. I know. I know. It's just... All right, anyway, so hey, you, hey, do, you want, do you want to answer this question? Yes. Did you hear it? No. <laughs> All right. I'll repeat it. The question is, do you believe the non-aggression principle um, is consistent? I mean, is there any instance where the initiation of force is what you, could, what you would consider moral? There is no consistent rationale behind the non-aggression principle. It should be more generalized to a survival principle. Matt, didn't we just talk about this? I know. We really, really did just talk about this. And then it, before you were in here, uh, I was talking about it with uh, with Daniel a little bit. So we've uh, mostly covered it. Let's mostly. hear your take. Uh, long and short. I, well, look, I, I don't pretend to be an, a morality or philosophy or even ethics expert. Uh, my thinking is that um, there are a lot of things that are immoral, and usually aggression is one of them. Uh, look, if you ever read uh, uh, Douglas Denial and Douglas Rasmussen's work, like uh, Liberty and Nature, and I think their more recent one, they view rights as what they call meta norms, like they're they're normative principles, but they guide us as to what legal rules we should set up. I tend to think that's basically right. So just because we have a good reason to make it a, a principle that we shouldn't permit stealing, doesn't mean that every individual in their personal action always has a good reason not to steal. Okay, So I think you can't say that it's always immoral to commit aggression. And of course, I think lifeboat situations, things like that, it's not really an exception to that. That's, that's just a case where there's just no possibility of norms. You know, If everyone's fighting over the only plank left from the, from the shipwreck or something like that, um, you're not really trying to figure out the right way to act. You're just trying to survive. But if you were trying to figure out the right way to act, you would have to talk about property rights in the plank. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of my take. Um, there, don't don't move, Matt. There is a cat on your head. <laughs> that's uh, most of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Jan, there was a debate between Jan and a uh, Stuff on that. It's worth watching. It's humorous. But uh, uh, Jen Helfeld had me on the show afterwards, and he said to me the same question: uh, You know, uh, what is the context of the non-aggression principle? You know, and he wanted to say the context was under extreme duress. What is the context? And I said to him, uh, What is the context of don't rape? And he ended up actually saying. Um, you know, is there a context where it's uh, okay to rape? There may be. So this uh, uh, lifeboat situation 
bullshit, I think, has you justify pretty horrendous stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's really about my own survival at the expense of someone else. Why is preserving your life more important than making sure someone else's life is in Well, I understand that you want to live, but why, did, why, is it, why is it more important for you to live at the expense of someone else being raped? Well, look, I think the, the truth is most people bring up these lifeboat scenarios because they want, they want to violate just the normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill, non-aggression principle in everyday life. And they want to find a reason why they can do it. Okay, So they want, to, they want to find some extreme case where you would admit you might violate it, and then they're free to rob and steal from you on an everyday institutionalized basis. So whenever I hear someone go a little bit too far about trying to find – straining to find some hypothetical situation where you would violate rights, um, I hold on to my wallet because I think they're coming after it. They're, they're, they're basically trying to find a justification for the welfare state. So that's what they're really doing. And the fact that people would act in an uncivilized manner in uh, an uncivilized situation is irrelevant to the reason that why we favor the non-aggression principle as civilized people trying to live together in a peaceful world. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I mean, the, the, the two – I mean, there are a few common objections I hear against anarchy. I mean, one objection uh, is, although I think you can make the same objection with government, is, well, not anarchy assumes that people agree with your morals and that under anarchy – You'll have a society that respects private property rights. But who says that'll be the case? How do you know that under anarchy uh, uh, you'll have you you'll have you know the the John Locke idea of, of private property and not the socialist idea of private property? And uh, you know, sure government may uh, take let's say uh, ten percent or twenty percent of your income, but isn't it better that a group of people take twenty percent of your income if it can mean will save the other 80 percent? Well, I think that's why we're, we have to be clear. We're not just anarchists. We're libertarian anarchists. In other words, we're libertarians first and foremost. We're simply anarchists because we're libertarians. A consistent libertarian is an anarchist, but we're not only against the state. I mean because we're libertarians, we oppose aggression. That means we oppose private aggression and public aggression, which is the state. Um, so we oppose private crime too, but to oppose crime in general by the state or by private individuals means we favor private property rights. So a libertarian society is one where there is enough widespread recognition among people of the nature and need for property rights so that, and so that they don't uh, legitimize the state so the state can exist. The state is institutional. It can only exist with there's widespread agreement on its necessity. Um, so if we have a libertarian society where there's enough uh, widespread belief in the illegitimacy of the state, the state just couldn't exist, so there wouldn't be a state. Um, but for it to be libertarian, there would also have to be widespread protection of and respect for private property rights um, in a private society as well, which means that um, there would have to be a low amount of private crime and public crime. Uh, I think you can imagine a society where there's no state, but there's a lot of crime, or there's some crime. In fact, I think it's almost impossible to imagine a society in which there's no crime, because if you imagine a crime-free society, then the, the benefit to just one person defecting and becoming a criminal is so high someone's going to do it, because right? everyone's going to be leaving their doors unlocked and… You know, not there are going to be a bunch of sheeple. There's, there's, the, 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 there's a lot of uh, 
uh, appeal to, to one person that's sadistic or, or antisocial to just become a criminal. So I think there's always going to be some criminals, but I think in a private society, in a private law society, we can expect the state to be widely scorned as illegitimate and not to exist. So you won't have institutionalized crime, but you would have sporadic crime by outlaws and by malfeasors and malcontents, but we can control it because the civilized people will be richer, smarter, and more powerful uh, on a systematic basis. That, that's kind of how I view it. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, my my sort of only response to that is, um, look, there's no guarantee. Like, uh, you know, some people say, well, how do we know under anarchy there won't be a, you know, Sharia law or or you know, uh, communism? Well, how do we know under government there won't? So I don't. I don't. I think any objection you can make. Uh, it's sort of like the mark government. Needs to correct market failure. Oh, there's market failure, so we need government. Okay, maybe there is market failure, but that doesn't mean government can fix it. Well, is it, was that an argument from objectivists you're talking about? Um, I don't think it's specifically from them. Although I, I am going to bring up one argument from them in a moment, but I don't, I don't think that's specifically to yeah, them. Because, not, because they would, they would have trouble making that kind of argument because they, they believe even more that you just can't have a free society unless basically everyone is objectivist. Right. You know, well, no, I mean. no, no. There's not going to be everyone who agrees with the same moral code ever. So. Yeah, that, that seems like a really depressing belief to have. If you think that everyone has to be libertarian to have a libertarian society, then uh, ugh, that sucks. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we don't. I think we don't have. In fact, I don't think we can do it. I mean, look, the, what we engage in a lot is is, is uh, this kind of program, this activist movement over the last 30, 40 years, where we've had this assumption that we need to get our ideas out there, and we do. But the assumption is that that is our method of achieving a free society. So you keep having these people say, as long as soon as we convince enough people, but we're not really making ground. We're making headway. For different reasons, but it's not like we get one percent every year and we're finally going to get ninety-nine percent. You know, we're always losing because there's new people being born, right? And um, and there's incentive effects. Um, I don't think the way to a free society is to have a propaganda campaign or even an education campaign that persuades enough people. It's useful and it's good to have it there, and it's good to have a remnant like we are. But the only way we're going to have a free society is if freedom and respect for rights is somehow natural to people and intuitive and the natural ethos of society. And you can't rely on everyone having read five books and attended a college course and being have a PhD in philosophy. If you can't have a farmer and the the regular guy down the road respect sort of intuitively and naturally, it's not going to ever work. So the question right. is can it? And I think it can. Because I think most people are decent and they want to be nice to each other. So the question is can they afford to be, and I think we can be when technology and the markets keep increasing our wealth and our abilities. And do they have enough sort of natural understanding of the benefits of freedom and free markets? And I don't think they're going to take a course in college for that. In fact, that probably would hurt. But, um, <laughs> but I think living in the free market is a teaching event. Right, and um, I, I keep using this example over and over that people nowadays seem to have 
by and large, a healthier respect for the necessity of capitalism and a healthy uh, skepticism of central planning ever since the fall of communism in 1991. They didn't study anything. They've just seen it with their own eyes, right? That was a big teaching moment. And I think that over time, I do think the market is going to keep progressing, and and people are over time just going to get used to this is the only way you can live, and they'll just naturally absorb the lessons we learn intellectually. They're going to absorb them by cultural osmosis and by history over time, and gradually the state will wither away. That's my only hope, or that's my hope. I think that's the only way it can happen. Yeah, someone asked me recently why I engage in activism if I don't think that we're going to make everyone into libertarians. I said, well, you know, I want to make more libertarians because I like hanging out with libertarians. Mm -hmm. I, I think you guys are nice guys. Uh, I think we could uh, share some beers and that'd be a great time. But I also want to create the conditions in which makers can appear. Uh, and these makers are going to create technologies like, or I hope they will create technologies like Bitcoin and 3D printing that make it easier to go around the state than mm -hmm. to comply with the state. Mm -hmm. And when it's easier yeah, to go around... You don't need to be a libertarian to do that. You can be yeah. a 3D maker person, right? I mean, but still. Yeah, when it's easier to go around the state than to comply with the state, people will go around the state. And it doesn't matter what they believe. Now, you know, the makers don't have to be libertarians, but I, I think it helps. I think a lot of... Uh, the people who are creating these innovative technologies are libertarians. I think they have this kind of vision for society. I, I think uh, getting into particularly the cryptography realm uh, really kind of destroys uh, your what you believe is the need for a, a centralized system of governance mm -hmm. because you see the way that these these structures can form in a decentralized manner. Well, I think the question also is a little bit odd. Why, like, why are you an activist? And really, I've had that question asked about me, about why are you so interested in or passionate about uh, political theory and libertarian ideas? It's like, well, first of all, I mean, if someone wrote a history of World War II, they spent 25 years of their life devoting their career towards learning history and being an academic and writing this book. Would you ask them, why would you waste your time writing a book about history? It's just going to be a book, and you're going to die someday. I mean, well, because he's interested in history, and he wants to contribute to uh, human learning, and he is interested in the truth, and he's interested in history. Well, some people are interested in normative questions and politics, and in fact, most people that ask you that question are also interested in it. They're just liberals or socialists, so it's… They have opinions. They just don't like your opinions, and when you get passionate right. about it and you have better arguments because you've thought about it more than them and because you're more right, they don't like it. So they start bashing you for having the audacity to be interested in something when you're not going to win. So they're really just taunting you, saying that you know, you're know you not going to win. We are still winning in the meantime, so shut up. They're, they're really yes. telling you to shut up, I think. It's, uh, it's so sort of like the people who say, well, men… Uh, are, are, shouldn't have an opinion about abortion. What they really mean is men can have an opinion about abortion. It just has to be pro-abortion. <laughs> right? That's really what they mean. 
I guess I don't know why they why can't uh, I guess why don't they argue nuns and women with men that are past menopause and uh, you know, <laughs> why why can't they not have an opinion about abortion too or you know right or or, or female prisoners in jail that don't have access to uh, to being inseminated I mean they shouldn't have an opinion about abortion I mean it's ridiculous it's anti intellectual and it's dishonest it I think Just anyone shut people up. Yes, it's nonsense. Um, ah, there's something I wanted to say. I think I think I forgot it. Oh yeah. So the the number one thing that I hear all the time that people say the problem with libertarians is that they don't understand degrees. That the initiation of the use of force is a spectrum. That according to a libertarian theory, if let's say the only way to save someone's life is by pinching you, uh, I can't do it, and therefore. Um, what someone should die. So uh, a a worse tragedy is going to happen just because I use a little force. And yeah, government might violate some of your rights, but they're doing it to protect more of your rights. And that is the number one criticism that I hear all the time. That that they don't, that they think all force is bad and they don't understand the grief. Did we talk, did we have this question already, or am I confusing my last the last thing? Um, by the <clears> way, are, are you doing this from your jail cell? Because it looks like you have a nice cot up there. Well, uh, sort of, but I don't get any sex that comes with that. So. <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a prison cot, man, from here. It's a jail cell without sex. How's it going, James? It's good. So I I, I saw the video of you and Constella in the woods. Great video. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys uh, talking about violence? <laughs> No, we're talking about me getting eaten by bears in the Canadian wilderness, and you, you, you were my consolation. You kept me from despairing. Yeah. Yeah. Was it just me? Because I thought when you were in the woods, you asked someone, uh, do you think taxation is theft? And they said, yes. Uh, do you support it? And they said, as long as it's le less than I think they said 14%, right? Why is my camera working? crazy. The oh, James made me uh -huh. mad. My camera's oh. not working for some reason. I was a little tipsy, to be honest, uh, and, J and James. Yeah, I said, I, I said to I said to Kinsella, I said that uh, ask these people what they because they were British. Ask them what they think about taxation. Yeah, they were nice. They, they answered it, you know. Yeah, they said it's okay as long as it's less than fourteen percent. But taxes are no, higher than twenty percent. I think they said, didn't they? I don't know. I can't remember. They, they, okay, they, 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 they were not very consistent, but they were. Hold on, let me let me come back in because my camera's not working. Uh, I hope you wear a shirt, James. Sometimes he doesn't always wear a shirt. Yeah, so I know. What's up with that? I don't know. Uh, I'll let Matt feel this one. Go ahead, Matt. You take it. Uh, what was the question again? Was this the the one about degrees of force? Oh, I mean, it, it just gets back to the the question we were talking about earlier. I mean, libertarianism is not an ethical theory. It's it's a theory of what should and should not be illegal in a free society. And the fact that something's illegal doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. I mean, if you need to pinch mm. someone to save a life, yeah, go ahead and pinch someone. You'll be a hero, and maybe uh, the person you pinched will sue you, and you'll have to pay damages of whatever that pinch uh, cost. I don't know. Uh, so... Plus, it's unrealistic. I mean, it's uh, who's ever had to pinch someone to save the world? I mean, 
the, these guys are coming up with crazy hypos because they want to justify taxation. So it's a distraction. I mean, why don't they come up with a positive argument? Sure. I think I'm going to use it when I meet a very attractive woman. Listen, I'm going to rape you, but I have to rape you because when I rape you, you're going to get pregnant with a guy who is going to discover the cure for cancer. And if I don't rape you, you're not going to be able to give birth, and this guy, and you won't have a kid who will discover the cure for cancer, and all these people won't be able to be treated. So really, for the common good, bend over. Yeah, that probably I, won't work as a pickup line, probably. <laughs> I feel like you should not give that example to Walter Block because he might use it. <laughs> yeah, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> what, I'd be flattered if he used it. I think it would be great. Yeah, well, Walter would say that if you if you simply rape, if you're a concentration camp guard and you rape fewer inmates than uh, a Nazi would, then you're doing a net good on the whole or something. I guess. Then yeah. you can be a libertarian concentration camp guard. Yeah, he was, uh, it's he was talking about that on Saturday. <laughs> Walter yeah. likes to come up. He likes to push the envelope with his hypotheticals. I'll give it he to do. him. He does. Some of Walter. them don't make a lot of sense. Some of them, I think, don't. They make sense, but you have to know your audience. Like when he says well, to people who are who support businesses not being a, allowed to discriminate, and he gives that example of, oh, you're promoting compulsory bisexuality, that just goes over their heads, and they just think he's crazy. Yeah, well, that's just a matter of your audience and whether it's a good example. But uh, he's got one argument he's used many times, which I disagree with. Um, and we're friends, and I like most of his stuff. But uh, he keeps making this argument about um, Atlas Shrugged and the Ragnar example. You know how Ragnar Joel, the pirate guy, he there's all these government ships full of stolen loot somehow, and he he basically um, uh, re raids them and, and and takes the stuff, right? And Wal so Walter says that if you have an action that's legitimate, then each half of the action is must be legitimate. So the first half is the taking of the stuff, and the second half is returning it to its owners or whatever. He, I forgot what happens. He said, so even if you didn't return it to the owners, the first half of just taking it from the government is legitimate. And I forgot how he uses that. He uses that to justify something like that. But the problem I with that argument taking money is, from the government. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But the problem with that argument is that you can't say because an action is justified, each half of it is justified because – the first half might be justified only because of the second half, which I think is the case here. So in other words, let's say the government takes something from me, and they have it on a ship somewhere. Now, I'm still the owner of it morally, and I want it returned to me ideally. And you could say that the owner of stolen property would prefer that another innocent person like Ragnar have it than the government, even if the owner can't get it back. You could make that assumption, right? Um, or you might say that Ragnar is presumed to have the right to take the stuff because he intends to try to return it, and most people would say, I give you my consent to try to liberate my stuff if you're going to make a good faith effort to return it to me, something like that, right? It's conditional. It's, it's sort of like when you, when you intervene and you see two people having a fight, and you have to physically manhandle them both to break up the fight to protect the, the weaker one. The, inner, the victim, the presumptive victim, you're assuming you have his presumptive permission to manhandle even the victim to help save him, right? Or like if someone's passed out in a ditch and you take them to the hospital and you pick them up and you do a tracheotomy or whatever to try to save their life, 
you're going by presumed or implied consent because it's reasonable under the circumstances. Right, but if you were just going to liberate someone's property from the government and go take it and live it, live high on the hog on that stuff yourself, I don't know if the owner would consent to that. Why would their other private thief have it than the government? I mean, they're both thieves. I think it comes out of the the common law idea of graded rights to property. So the the true owner has the ultimate right to it, but anyone has a better right to the item than the thief. Yeah, but but if 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 Ragnar was a thief, if he just wanted to take it from the government and go spend it on himself, and not return it to the owner, even if he could, then he's no better than the person he took it from. So they're just two well, thieves. I, well, I don't know. I agree with that. Let's say he doesn't know who the owner is, right? Like for example, that's a different issue. That's a different issue. I agree. But I think that's what Walter Block is saying. So Walter, I think Walter Block is trying to justify, let's say. His position at a university where he gets oh, paid. No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't know if I disagree with his ultimate conclusion. I'm just saying his argument that if you take an action, and the ultimate end is justified, then all the component parts of it have to be justified. I think that's not correct because you can think of cases where it's not correct because the justice of the first part is dependent upon like your intention or whatever. Now, I would. I think Matt, you're probably going to say that Ragnar is even if he's a thief, he's better than the government because he's a much lesser thief. Well, that might be true, but I don't think the law would make that kind of distinction. I, I don't. I don't think that, that's. No, I, I, that's not really what I was uh, going for. I don't think that he's necessarily a thief because he's not taking uh, from the rightful owner. Um, is is someone who is taking to give back uh, rightfully owned property a thief until he gives the property back? No, because, I because so. like I said, I think if he intends to return it. Then he has the implied consent of the owner to do that. You know, if, if you lose your wallet in the park one day, you're you go home and you realize you've lost your wallet. You are hoping someone, some benevolent stranger, picks it up and returns it to you, which means that you're totally okay with them picking it up if they're wanting to return it to you. But if it's some shady character who saw you drop it and they just want to abscond with it, you're not okay with them picking it up. So the act of picking it up depends upon their intent of what they want to do with it. And one you would consent to and give your blessing to, and the other you would not, I think, right? I, I don't know if it does it. depend on the consent. Uh, I don't know. What do you mean? I, 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 don't, I don't think that it necessarily does uh, depend on, on the consent implied or express of, of the true owner of the property. I, I think that the, the person who currently is in possession of it, the thief, has absolutely no right whatsoever to it, so there's but yeah, but, but no why reason he, I shouldn't take it. Why do you call him a thief? What makes him a thief? Oh, you mean you mean if you if in the Ragnar case? Well, yeah, I'm just talking about the general case of when you come across unowned pro when you come across lost property that has an owner, right? Then the question is, do you have permission to use this person's property, which you are fully aware of that it has an owner, mm -hmm. right? So if I pick up a wallet that someone has lost. Intending to return it, uh, you can be sure that the owner is glad I did that. He doesn't want me to just walk by and leave it sitting there for someone else to take it and steal it. He actually would consent to my taking it for that purpose, I think. But I, I don't know if that's what – I can't speak to, for Walter Block, but I think what he's saying is like you don't know who the owner is. Like Social Security, you know that the government stole money from taxpayers, but you don't know who the taxpayers are, and you don't know how much they stole from each person. So in that case, 
are you able to, let's say, accept Social Security, even though you know that money was stolen? Well, well my view is uh, the government causes net waste, right? It causes net costs on society. So there's no way the government could ever make restitution to everyone that it victimizes. It's impossible. Um, in a few cases, it could overly restitute a few people. So, for example, you know, military industrial contractors or people that work for the government, even they are harmed by the government. But maybe if they get millions of dollars from the state, then you know, on balance, they're getting more than they suffered. Or they're causing the state to do it or they're endorsing it so that they're not entitled to any restitution. But in, as a general matter, I think it's very difficult for any true victim of the state to ever get too much money from the state. Because it will never make up for the amount of liberty they've been deprived of by the government's actions. Even if the government pays you a million dollars a year um, in some weird scam, as long as you're a true victim of the state, you're not supporting the state, you didn't ask for it to do this, I, even then that's not full restitution in my view. Right. Like I remember I was in a class, and the, someone said, I think to the professor who was an anarchist, well, isn't it, isn't it hypocritical working in a government school? Uh, getting paid by the state when you, you say you know it's an immoral institution, and I think this was question was addressed at me also because the teacher asked how many people were anarchists, and I think I was like the only one besides for the professor who raised his hand, and um, you know I basically said look I don't think it's hypocritical to get paid by government as long as I don't as long as one the profession itself doesn't violate the non-aggression principle. And I don't actually help the state. Like That's hard to do in a lot of cases. But the question, the, the other question is, what's the relevance of this hypocrisy charge? In other words, I'm making an argument about the legitimacy of a certain state institution or law, and someone says, but isn't it hypocritical for this? It's like that's not a relevant question. So no, what if I it is hypocritical? I, I agree. So it's what not if relevant. I'm a hypocrite? What if well, I'm a hypocrite because I'm a patent lawyer? Does that mean patent law is justified? I, no, I agree it's not an argument. I agree it's not an argument. It's it's an argument people give when they have no nothing else. It's not an argument. It could be an interesting question, but if only if it's meant sincerely, which it never is. Right. Is is that Cox there with the uh, V mask on? It is. Hello, James. So what's what's better, uh, Guy Fawkes or patent attorneys? <laughs> I think the guy Fox mask is, is better than you being uh, shirtless Which, like you were in my last interview. What would you What would you rather support, Guy Fox or patent attorneys? Now is that the real Guy Fox or? Yeah, the real Guy Fox. You're, you're freaking me out. That's tough. <laughs> Take the mask off, James. I think you're high. I'm not high. Huh? Guy Fox is a British guy, man. My, as my father said, he was, best, he was the best person that ever entered the Houses of Parliament. I, I thought I read something the other day. Is it, wasn't he like a, another socialist or something like that? Or Guy Fawkes? No. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted to get rid of government because of the oppression. So he no. tried to go in there and blow them all up. Yeah, he did read about it. Guy Fawkes. No, he, Guy, Guy Fawkes wanted to, uh, wanted to impose a different king. He didn't want to get rid of king. Yeah. Guy Fawkes he was sick, sick and tired of the... I don't people wearing his mask. Huh? It's sick and tired of. Well, I'm just wearing it for a joke because I just think it's. It's like the people who have the the Shea shirt. Who? Oh yeah, that yeah, they're 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 idiots. You're probably they're, violating some French law right now. <laughs> some French law. Yeah. 
we're, we're all guilty of violating stupid laws. Good evening, London. We're all guilty of violating laws all the time. Some of the, this, this fucking but, shit's hot. But yeah, uh, Fox wanted to uh, restore a Catholic to the throne. He didn't like the Protestants. Right. Yeah, I think I read that the other day. It was on Facebook or somewhere. I, I hadn't known that. Mm -hmm. wow. Well, so here's a question that I did really want to address because I someone said this to me. Someone says, "Look, wishes don't create the reality." I I'm not a fan of government, but it's not going to go away just because I want it to go away. Life is short. Why spend my time and my energy uh, worrying about something that I can't troll? I have my own life. There's enough problems in the world. I don't. I'm not a fan of government, but nothing I can do to is to end it. Why just have you know any type of view? Let me just live my own life and not worry about this shit. What 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 are, what are your responses to that? I think that uh, if you don't get enough utility out of uh, caring about truth and beauty and justice to do things that promote truth and beauty and justice. Then don't promote truth and beauty and justice. You know, uh -huh. just live your life. Uh, try not to do anything that violates the rights of others. Um, I personally do derive enough utility out of uh, talking about libertarian legal theory that I've now spent uh, about two hours of my evening doing that. Um, you know, what can I say? That's that's what interests me. I like it. I, I I want to bring about liberty. I want everyone to be free, not just me. So I spend time doing that. If you don't want don't, everyone I, to be I free, don't. Want, I don't want everyone to be free. Who do you want to be still enslaved? People who, advocate, people who advocate enslavement. I want them to know what it feels like. Well, that's not freedom, is it? Okay, maybe I'm a vengeful son of a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if listen, if true real freedom is basically you get left alone to live your life freely, and if people want to be enslaved and you know uh, have people tell them how to run their lives and tell them what to do and stuff like that, then that's it. You know, you just say, hey, I'm not part of this. This this is not me, and you should be left alone. I think that that's, that's freedom, though. If they're choosing it voluntarily, they're choosing to have someone run their lives, hey, that's freedom. I want everybody to have that freedom, even the, the assholes who don't want me to be free. But I'm, uh, I'm a dirty altruist. James, why don't you explain to us why you don't believe in rights, even though you say you're a libertarian? Why rights don't exist? I didn't say that. Is it? Huh? I don't know. You tell me what your position is. Why rights don't exist? Uh, what is that your position? Do rights exist? What does it mean to exist, and what's the relevance of that way of putting it? That question. Man, you're looking awfully uh, devilish tonight. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question. Do, do you think that two? Do you think? I don't, you got this stupid draw thing. You've been drinking too much, man. <laughs> What's the... Uh, oh, who did that? I, oh told my God. You this, I told you this guy was fucking evil. Look at him. 
He's got horns coming out of his head. I am he's Irish. Jewish. He's what? Um, I said he's Jewish. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, so think of it this way. Um, you, would, you would admit, I'm pretty sure, that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is a true statement, correct? That's a concept. That's a concept. Okay, so you can't even you can't even answer that simple. It's just a concept. You don't, you don't think all, it's listen. It's all. You don't think it's, it's true all, that two plus two is It's all man-made shit, right? That's all it is. So it's this is where I end up with this guy every time. It's just, it's just stuff that's all been made up, right? You're still stuck in constitutional head mode here, I think. It's two plus two right? equals four. The founding four fathers. There's two well, plus two equals four. To some people, maybe. To some people, not. <laughs> oh God. Okay, you I know? can't get in with you. It just depends, doesn't it? No, it doesn't, James. Of course it depends. And no, it, it's, it's, it's what it's what we're people... We're not talking about... We're not talking about Bob Dole. Do you, do you have horns growing out of your head right now? Do you look like the devil? Those are two different questions. I'm just asking you. James, be serious instead of being a cokehead. He can't. He can he never... Can't, uh, he can't be serious, man. You can't... You guys, you guys need to relax. Hey, being serious is just a concept, man. Of course it is, man. Like, that's just your opinion, man. That's just my <laughs> opinion, man. <laughs> it's like Bob Dole's underwear. It depends. But it's just a concept. It's just it's just an abstract idea. <laughs> I, I don't know where you get your epistemology from, but it's it's probably not your strongest. That's, uh, that's just suit. another. That's just another but abstract. I could draw thing off the screen. Oh my God, who did that? Is that Rothschild doing that? Yep. Me, I don't, I don't do that. Rothschild, you need to stop that shit, man. All right. I'm sorry, this is ridiculous. I don't know how to turn this thing off. How do you turn this crap off? <laughs> I have no idea. Ah, oh, there we go. I found a little <laughs> thing on the side. Off now. All right. Fun's over. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. The, what, what? What? Sorry. What was someone saying before we got distracted? Google effects. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm 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 in your hands. I don't know what you guys are. T I mean, what was the what was the theme or the purpose of tonight's uh, talk? To talk about brilliant, profound truth. That's a well, big task. Well, um, hmm. I don't know. I think I'm. Uh, I think I tapped myself out under Matt's uh, handy direction tonight. Matt was a good host. Really? Why? What? What did you guys talk about? Well, it was a Liberty.me thing, uh, and it was on uh, clarifying libertarian confusion, things like that. <laughs> Right. And the thing is, it's it's really hard to look at the chat window when you're doing that, and I so I, I gave up. I don't do it anymore. Uh, you can't follow it; you'll be distracted. So Matt selects the con at the end. He just puts them into the little window there. That's the good way to do it. You kind of need a moderator like that, I think, to make it work well. Right. And we didn't have any technical glitches tonight. That was pretty good. Yeah, no, no technical glitches tonight. Although we are uh, in the next couple of weeks moving to a new system that should be better and have fewer technical glitches. But the problem with moving to a new system is that we'll, uh, there will always be technical glitches. There's a learning curve and everything. Yeah. So, oh, so one of the comments was 
2 plus 2 equals 4 in base 10. Not necessarily in a different set of numbers. Yeah, what can you say to that? I mean, this is, this is where I think... I mean, I'm not a Randian anymore, but I do think a lot of Rand's approach to epistemology and her very serious, careful attention to words and concepts and knowledge makes sense. And you can tell a lot of libertarians have never read anything about this kind of stuff. So when they start... Let me, let, 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 me ask, let me ask you a question, though. Is there more than one shade of green? <laughs> but you see, this is an example... Where no, is there? Is, is there more than one? No, 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 no. Be truthful. Is there one more... Is there one, the more, one shade of green? I'm actually hesitant. See, I'm hesitant to answer that question because the way you word it, I, I'm sensing an equivocation setting in. Because you say, "Is there?" like it's an existent type question. <clears throat> are there Not different? Are there different I, different shades of green? Is there is there just one green, or are there different shades of green? I don't know if I would even say that there is a green. Okay, I wouldn't put it that way. Right. I mean, we well, there you go. There you people. go. There you go. Then about rights. Back to no. the back to the thing no, about it rights. Yes. That doesn't follow yes. at all. Green, green is a Look, concept that we have rationally. It's just it's just an agreement between people, right? Isn't it? No, you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree. Someone can say okay, I don't agree right. or respect your So therefore, therefore, rights don't exist because somebody who says, says well, who, who says they you exist? about your rights? Who says they exist? You claim they do. Do I? Yeah. This, this Bozo the Clown. I'm trying to assume. clowning around. I'm trying to assume. Stop clowning around, man. No, I mean, I, I don't think that this that is the best show ever. follows at all. Um, I, I think that uh, the fact that we can't uh, perceive an objective set of rights, or maybe we can if uh, Papa is... Correct or some interpretations of Hoppe, um, but th that doesn't imply that there aren't objective rights. The fact that it, we may not know anything about it's what all it's rights all are. abstract. All I'm trying to say is abstract. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a concept. It's abstract, like it's an insult. That's abstract it doesn't. It's intersubjective. It's just abstract. an idea. It's just an idea. It's just that's all it is. Do What's I like violence? Do I like violence? Do I like people stealing? Do I like government? These people that call themselves government doing shit to people. What they're doing, right? Do I like all this? No, hell no. Do I like in, you know innocent people getting murdered? No, I don't. Right? Do you think it's Do you think it's wrong to murder someone? Well, there's murdering about, just an abstract concept. Are you are you talking about murdering or killing somebody? I use well, the word thing killing someone outside of self in self defense, huh? I said murder. Outside of defense. Is it wrong to murder someone? It's a very simple question. Absolutely, it's wrong. It, it to to actually take another human being's life. Yes. So your your Unless view of wrong is not just the, uh, but that's just my opinion. Well, well which one? <laughs> Jeff, which one is, is it? But that's it's just my opinion. opinion. Well, what do you but mean? Any, just your opinion? No, what, what else could it be? What, why you do you not inside? You're not inside. You're not inside a crazy fucking person's head. James, how many people agree that it's okay for you to murder them? How many people? Well, why don't you? Murder. Why don't you ask? Why don't you ask this question? 
to somebody that has donned a costume that has joined the, the U.S. military and, and is now killing innocent women and children. Ask them if it's okay to murder. What, what do you what have do you, against people saying that they're right? He thinks and he needs to pay for college. Oh, that isn't against rights. I just say that rights don't but, exist. They don't. We're, do we're, we're, totally, we're totally missing the point here because the fact that we can't agree on what rights are doesn't mean that they don't objectively exist. Right. Yeah, but, know, we don't have a problem. We, we, we can't have a conversation because James is just rattling off these things and being anti-intellectual anti about it. He always does this. That's the problem. It's not that we can't agree on rights. Right, look, if you have a serious conversation about it, you could actually... Look, I think we could reach some and, rough and, agreement and, on this. And, basic and here, here, we, here we go again. Here we go no, again. It's like, it's, like people, it's like these hypocrites who say that they're against um, that they're against uh, that that we have an overpopulation problem, right? Saying that we have an overpopulation problem is the ultimate hypocrisy. Just kill yourself and stop being a part of the problem. If you truly believe that. Well, you do have the vehemt movement. The uh, was it the voluntary human extinction movement? How is it voluntary? Well, they, they, they don't think they should force people to do it, but they think people should voluntarily agree not to reproduce and let, let us die out by attrition or something like that. Okay. You don't, want to be, you don't want to be the last human living, I guess. You know, well, it would not. be pleasant. What do you mean? Well, I think it would be pleasant. Cox might. He basically lives like that in the woods already with chickens or something, so… You, yeah, know, you, you, need, really need, you really need to uh, stop insulting people. I'm joking. It's not. You're just so fucking James, childish, man. James, you Roll only up. insult you only insult the ones you love. You know what that means? Yeah, it means go fuck yourself. Loves <laughs> 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 Look, you told me you live you live in the woods with a bunch of dogs and chickens or something. I don't know. I I'm do live in the woods. Chicken. I do live of in the course. woods. Right. James, so you you're like the last man on earth already. So what? Who gives a fuck? Am I harming anybody? No, what do you know? He has a girlfriend up there with him. Am I harming anybody? Did uh, anyone why, say you harm, 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 harm is just a concept, so I don't know. It is. It is. Harm is a social you're concept. Right. You're, 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 you're absolutely 100%. You're 100 it's just what people agree. Correct. It's what people agree to. It's what they agree is harm. So it depends, well, I guess, on all, what they agree to. So, I, I mean, right here in this in this room, it's three to one. So if we all agree... What's this fucking three to one? Do you, do, do, you believe in, do you believe in fucking doc democracy or something? You're the one talking Three to fucking one. All say aye! That's it! Execute James! Democracy doesn't exist. Jesus fucking Christ. Wonder how democracy democracy Let's all have a vote! Let's all fucking vote! What are we going to go? Voting now? A vote is just a concept. A vote is just a fucking concept. Shades of green, but I do think there are different shades of purple. Democracy oh, is a social different. construct, therefore it doesn't exist. <laughs> we can't agree on what the, democracy Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what's your no, objection to democracy? What we have now. Who, who does? Who does? Democracy is gang rape. Absolutely. But rape is just a concept. It's not rape, it's implied consent. <laughs> I think the cat should get a vote. Uh. Anyway, um, going back to the rights, Marlon Yu has a video. It's on my it's on one of my YouTube channels. I'll Is send this it you to have you. no rights? 
Huh? Is this You Have No Rights? Is that the video yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Rights don't exist. No, he. I think he's probably... I, I haven't seen it, but I imagine he's, he's saying... Sent it to under, you. Under the current system, he's probably arguing that... The, no, it's not. ...violated by no. the state. Saying exactly the same thing as I am. It's just a concept. Well, Molyneux has a whole theory of right. You ever heard of his UPB? It's it's and it's it's what people agree upon. If you like something, then you know you agree together, and that's it. Doesn't mean to say it's a fucking right. It's 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 a concept, and you take it and you live by that concept, or you don't. When did you come up with this? way of looking at things, because you seem awfully sure of it, but it's not really it's settled that well in your mind, apparently. I mean, why are you so confident about this? Because you obviously haven't given well, it... If rights, if there, was such a thing, if there was such a thing as rights, then why are people being violated? If if this... What, if one thing after another. Great. The founding <laughs> fathers wrote... <laughs> The Just Bill of Rights violate other people's rights doesn't mean they don't exist. That's the ultimate result of this line of thinking. He 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 he. No, it's he, just he ignore the difference between prescription and description. It's just a fucking idea. You keep saying it's just an idea, like that's a. It's like just a, that's, it is. They're just fucking ideas. They're just concepts. You think well, they're real? You're fucking delusional. They're not. It's it's just, some, it's just something that's it's just something that some fucker. Or some people have made up. That's all it is. Hey, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Let's not steal from people. Hey, that's a great idea. I'll go along with that. Now, I'm not saying it's okay. Don't get me wrong. I don't. Yeah, okay is a normative term that means it's not good. But goodness is just a concept, according to you. It's all... It's all just fucking thought, isn't it? What people Look, think. You're just obviously very confused on this, so I don't know why you insist on... I'm not confused on at all. ...repeating this I'm nonsense over and over. I'm not confused. By definition, all the stuff people think is, is just thought. And of course yeah, it that's, is. That's, that's true. I don't know what you that, that doesn't mean that it's not meaningful. I don't yeah. even know what you're... No, what I'm your not saying it's not meaningful. Don't put James, words in my mouth. James, you should be a college professor because no one knows what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I, I know what he's talking about. Most people that talk like See? you... he knows what I'm talking about, but not. here he is trying you're... to fucking berate me and maybe look stupid, but he understands it. No, so I who think is stupid, I don't James. Think you're stupid. stupid is just a concept. Wrong. It doesn't exist. No, I just think you're wrong. I, th I think that you're basically... Or you're, you're mired in... Can you a show me a right? Can you show me a right? You see, that that's the kind of... Can you show me one? Th that's the kind of uh, any intellectual. Can you can can you show me a right? Can you can you show me love? Is it concrete? Well, concepts are valid not because is it they is it concrete reference? Is it concrete? So you're a materialist, James. There's yeah. nothing. Is it concrete? I don't know what to say. I mean, this is this is basically your your. I know you're it's, kind it's, of a, it's 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 a it's beyond your comprehension, I guess. No, you're. you're, you're, you're <laughs> No, right. you you, you are what you, to you are, you're basically a skeptic. No, but like I'm all not skeptics, a skeptic at all. It both ways. Absolutely, I'm not. Well, then what is the point of what you're trying to say? What is I the point? I asked Kinsella. He brought it up, not me. <laughs> he wants he wants to have the argument, not me. It's hard to have an argument when you 
It's all time an argument when James is always right. <laughs> when James is always incoherent. I don't know. I, I haven't actually heard an argument. I've heard a series of statements. Uh, some of them have been coherent. Some of them not quite so much. But they haven't actually come to some conclusion about really anything. Do you believe in rights, then, Kinsella? Do you believe in rights? I, I don't put it that way, because that is subject to equivocation, especially All by right, skeptics. So what, what, uh, tell me how you put it, then. When, when people say they My believe in rights, when people say they believe in rights, it's a kind of a condensed way of stating their normative values and preferences. Okay. It's a so, way of stating, hold on, it's a way of stating what they believe is justified or not. All right. And you, I, actually, gonna, you share those same justifications with us. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You I'm just gonna, don't I'm like gonna, to use the word right because gonna, the I'm government can nothing to do with that. I just got nothing to do with that. You have the activist mentality, and because it has nothing, it has nothing to do with rights, that whatsoever. You think they're useless. You the only thing that you think counts. This is my my view. You don't even believe. You don't even believe that these rights exist. You don't, reason, even ex you don't even accept them, and you don't respect them. You don't respect them, and I'll tell you why. You've got a child, right? And if you think, you think that you don't have a right to go and enter somebody's house, right? What if that doctor had the only medication that your oh kid my God. need? Oh, my God. Oh, don't my God. The world's coming in. The world's coming in. I've had the hell fell three times tonight. I can't yeah. do the hell fell argument again. You'd go, you'd break into that guy's house it's, and get that medicine to keep your kid alive. I, 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 that's that's a huge sound second. Yes, you would. I'm out. Yes, you, you, would. Can, you can talk to Gilliland and, uh, and Daniel about that. I'm going to let them feel this one. I'm going to be right back. Go ahead. I, I give up on this one. I'm not quitting. I'll be right back. But go ahead. <laughs> we're not talking about ethical theory here. I mean, the fact that something is a rights violation doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. What is a right? The opposite oh my God. of a non-right. What is a non-right? Where does it come from? God. Oh, okay. The, there you go. I'm kidding. God doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm entirely too sober for this. Uh, fine. Here, I looked it up in the dictionary. A right means morally good, justified, or acceptable. True or correct as a fact. And who determines that? But that's a different question. You you, you keep you, you know people you can you can keep rattling off one question after the other, but they're not even real questions. It's just it's just a thought. But it's but that's not. But who cares? Oh, that's all it is. Why does that matter? You do. You even, keep fucking going on about it. It's even our way of not. I wasn't the one that brought it up. James, it's Kinsella our way of describing. obviously wanted. Kinsella obviously wanted some, you know, shit for the show, so he's, no, he's no, got no. it. Let me, let me be sincere for a second. Just listen for a second. First of all, it's our way of describing in a concise way our normative stance, which you share, I believe. And the reason I pick on you about you this believe. is because... You hold believe. On. I, I, what, you, you, you're here with hold a belief on. business. Hold business. On. Let me just explain. I'm not going to argue with this, about this. It's obviously futile. <laughs> but... The reason I pick on you is because you're obviously a very, very, very good libertarian. You just make misstatements about your own view. You actually undercut yourself. Doesn't make a difference, does it? What difference well, does it make? Well, in the long run, we're all stupid, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what to do with yes. that. I mean, I, there are a lot of stupid people in this world. 
in the long run, we're all dead. That's, uh, that's, 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 that's what just a thought. Make, what difference does it make? That's just a thought. What difference does it make if you're consistent or if you're wrong? You're I guess entitled you to your own opinion, I guess. <laughs> well, but in, entitled is a rights claim. Did you see what you just did? You can't help it. Entitled you are. You're entitled to it. Yeah, but that's but a rights you're, claim. You're saying I have a right to my own opinion. You just said I have a right to my opinion. Yeah, and that's, that's my thought. So uh, you think I do have rights? Huh? No, I, if, I don't think rights exist. Well, you but just you said, said I have rights. Okay, maybe I uh, misspoke. Uh, no, you didn't. You were correct. <laughs> you actually were correct. See, you actually are trying to take away the good part of yourself, James. Acknowledge your normativity. Acknowledge your rights beliefs. Embrace it. Accept it. It's the best part about you, man. It's what's good in you. Everything's good in me. Not just that. So you That's a normative good. claim. You believe in good. Good. That's good. <laughs> James, do you exist or are you a concept? Oh, here we go. I'm afraid I don't know. to you. You tell me. I'm kidding. I don't want to have this conversation. It's retarded. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is the retarded show. <laughs> I like how I like how James had the V mask on with a professional microphone in front of him. Like it is one it cross purposes with the other. I, look, most people I think uh, agree with the non-aggression principle. They just make exceptions when it comes to uh, uh, authority. Right? Yeah. Would you say that's true? Yeah. I think people are just not consistent. I think that's true. And they're also not they're not economically literate. That's their other big failing. Well, I don't think that matters. You well, Kinsella, Kinsella believes in authority. He works in a freaking courthouse. Goes to court. Deals with authority all day long. The guy or the woman in the black dress. Well, I, I think authority is one of those terms we were talking about uh, earlier that it's subject to some equivocation. I mean, absolutely, there's legitimate authority, and then there's no, uh, the pretense of authority. There's no legitimate authority. You don't think that the 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 private property owner has there's the legitimate no there's authority no there's no authority property. but that's not authority. I wouldn't call that it authority. authority. There's no, no authority I, but yourself. No, no authority. It, authority is do as I say, not as I do. Authority is I make the rules and you follow them, and I'm not subject to my own. I I, I disagree with your definition, uh, and I, I think that I'm actually uh, closer to the uh, what is the more common definition. Well, what, it's my what, show, so I'm right. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is because your you have the authority. Well, yeah, you have the authority here. Well, no, I, I I make a distinction between what are you power talking and authority. About as the, authority? The, power, the power is the ability to do something. And authority is the right to do it. So legitimate authority is actually having the right to use your power. And illegitimate authority is really kind of a misnomer in itself. Uh, it's something that's not really authority. It's power without the right to use it. I guess. No, I think that's actually pretty good. Um, um but you do need to have a if if you're going to have a dispute about it, you need to have a clear definition. And I think um, Matt is using the more conventional sense of the word. And Daniel, you didn't give a definition; you just gave a couple of rattled off examples of. And I think you have something other than the classic example of authority in mind. You're you're thinking of of 
coercing people, basically, something like that. Well, look, I looked in the dictionary, and it says the power or right to give orders and enforce obedience. Uh, see, the right to give orders and enforce obedience. Do, does the state have the right to give orders? No, it doesn't. It has the power to give orders, but not the right. Okay. Yeah. It's the, it, uh, Daniel, uh, I mean, Matt, this is a, uh, a aside, but you should take a look at this book review I wrote in, like, 1992 in Reason Papers on um, an international law book, and I talked about this law professor's comments about the intersection of power and authority. I mean, it's kind of a legal positivist approach to things, but it's exactly that kind of uh, view of what authority is, you know, and how the, the intersection of rights and power and authority all kind of com combine together in different flavors. Um, but, I mean, you can imagine a, a, a natural authority, like a, a wise man in the town that people come to for deciding disputes or for or, or, or maybe an institution of engineers that has the authority to set standards for weights and measures or the engineering standards for that discipline. Those are types of authority that make sense or the parental authority or, or whatever. I mean, there, na there's natural hierarchies in society, natural authority. I, th I think we're getting into the, the disjointed intersubjectivity of our definitions. Uh, that's you know, like yet another sense of the word authority. But it is a broad concept, I think, right? I mean, authority is a broad concept. Yeah. I mean, when, when leftists disagree with um, uh, hierarchies and authority, I, I tend to agree they don't carefully define the term partly on purpose, I think. Um, but they want to oppose authority in a broad sense, but especially as applied in the in the kind of conservative traditional ways they don't personally like or personally predict would would be more prevalent in a free society, right? Well, but, I guess it's just they don't want people being pushed around by somebody saying, "Hey, you ever do this, or you're going to get smacked around, or you know, something's going to happen to you." Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think they care. They just want to be the author. They just want to do the smacking around. No, not left. I don't think left libertarians want to do that. Not left libertarians. Oh, libertarian? No. Left libertarian, but they do strain their arguments a little bit when they when they when they have such strained arguments against natural hierarchies, natural authority structures, uh, employment relationships. As James just said, pushing people around, which is a vague term. I don't even know what that means. And you qualified it by saying. Smacking them, which is not pushing around, that's actually committing assault and aggression, right? Well, it's it's bullying. It's going and saying, you know, you do this, you do as I tell you. Otherwise, you know, there's going to be consequences. If well, you know. but look, consequences is one thing. It depends on what the consequences are. You have the right to threaten consequences against people. Not if they're not doing any harm to you or others. I totally well, yeah, disagree. That's what that. the consequences are. If the consequences are, if you wear green, I'm not going to be your friend. You have a right to make that threat. You have the right to say, I'm not going to date you anymore if you don't have sex with me. You have the right to say, you can't work here. I'm talking about that. I was talking about physical violence, stealing, you well, know, things like that. That's a particular type of consequence. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was talking about bullying. You did. And that's right. But right. then you switched. No, I was talking about bullying. You switched to a more general. Using violence, coercion. Uh, threats of violence for hey, 
pick up that shovel and start, you know, digging well, a you hole. Can be, you can be a bully and, and be nonviolent. But, um, yeah, right. and you know what? You what? You can be a bully and be nonviolent, and somebody might take that as uh, you not being nonviolent by saying shit to them in the wrong way or whatever, and they might put uh, pick up a gun and blow your fucking brains out, right? Because that's how they think about it. Because that would, that would violate their rights, wouldn't it? Huh? Well, you know, they might think they might think that their rights are being violated because they feel as though people are belittling them, making them look fucking small in front of other people, you know, which, whatever. Which doesn't imply that either party is correct. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. You're absolutely right. Didn't you argue recently that if that it's actually a type of aggression if you don't give people like welfare or something what was your remember a few months ago you had some argument like that who james i did yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what you're not thinking you don't I even think, know the bullshit you spew what are you talking about i had an argument with who about it, about no, no you had, you had a, an assertion that um it's aggression if um People don't have a job, or they not get they don't get enough money, or something like I forgot exactly what it was. It, it that was a selectist. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, like I don't, I don't, I don't. You you need to be more specific, and you know because I, I don't. Thought, I thought you'd remember, but I may be, I may be confusing with someone else. But you know, since, <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kathy. Um. <laughs> well, well, oh. you 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 commit a active aggression then, Stefan. You work in the courthouse. You work with judges who were employed Why by is the that state. Why aggression? Right? Well, because he's 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 actually working within the system. The system but he's not is helping him out. Aggressive. He's, not helping huh? him out. he's he's filing patents, law patents. Don't you what's protect the, IP and copyright? What's the, what's the question? Do you protect companies? From people stealing their ideas. No, I don't. You you don't you don't you're not a patent attorney. I am. All right. So do you do you go after other companies that have taken somebody's ideas? No. And do you do you sue them in court? Well, what do you no, do then? I refuse to do that. So what do you do? So James, you're criticizing him, and you don't even know what he does. Oh, no, I'm asking him. So ask him first. I'm asking him. I think I it's still I, I think it's still a little bit, you know, wrong that you call yourself a libertarian yet you work in the stated system. You that's actually not do it, you James. actually go into a courtroom, a courthouse James, where, the, where there's a guy that's very authoritarian. You, you no, know, I'm not a litigator, right? I don't go into courtrooms. I'm not a litigator. So you don't work in the you don't work in the courts at all. You don't go to court. You've never been to court. I have, but I don't go to court anymore. Okay. So what do you do? I help people obtain patents and defend them against patent threats from other people. So if somebody takes, somebody got an idea for a car or something, and then somebody steals that idea and creates the same car, you basically set the scenario up so that somebody can take those people to court and you didn't take just listen. You didn't listen to what he said. He protects people against patent trolls, right? So you don't hey, do any work. It is true that that I do uh, provide people with uh, uh, patents which can be used defensively or aggressively, just like Smith and Wesson selling you a gun. You can use that to rob people, or you can use it to defend yourself. 
Now, so you do Smith file paperwork. You do file paperwork with the state, then. Yeah. You do buy into that don't, system. Don't you, and you pay your taxes? I don't pay taxes. <laughs> Let's not admit that in, on on a public. Uh, in in indirectly, where I have no choice. Yeah. Why? Why? Why shouldn't I admit that? Because you're, you don't want to get arrested. If enough fucking people, if enough fucking people stood up and fucking had balls, you know what? The world would be a fucking different place. It won't be fucking people dying in fucking Afghanistan and in Iraq and in different places around the fucking world. If people ate breakfast regularly, the world would be a different place. Is that from Arrested Development? No. It's, this is the closing line of the Adam Sandler's. Uh, Speech and the uh, dumbest, uh, you know, was was it a uh, B- Billy Madison? You know, when he gives this thing about uh, the Industrial Revolution, and then he closes it with the uh, high school rules. They all they all praise him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't, li- I don't like. I don't like Adam Sandler. I find him stupid. That is a funny, funny cut clip from that movie. All right. Mo- mostly what the professor says. He says what you just said is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's we're, a funny all, scene. we're all dumber for having heard it. That's a funny scene. Uh, so basically, no James is upset with lawyers. I understand that. Let it out, James. Let it all out. <laughs> we are your therapist, James. I still we're fucking love you like a brother. I still love you like a brother, man. But you know, it's just, it's it's just what it is, isn't it? You've got to provide for your family, and you've got to do what you do. You went to co- you went to you went to college. You went to you know law school. You went and got your uh, state license to practice <laughs> as an attorney. Your state license, yeah, James. James, that doesn't make you a hypocrite. James, I actually do not. I refuse to assist companies enforcing patents aggressively. I only help them defend themselves against patents. But you still, you still support the very system by having a, a license. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, dude, you get, James, you get accused do you have a driver's tax- license you, that you registered for the state? You hypocrite. No, no, if you get accused of tax evasion, you know tomorrow, would you want to hire a tax lawyer who might be licensed to practice law? I, I don't know, and I'll tell you why. Because he's gonna, he's gonna, he can only say what the judge is gonna allow him to say in that courtroom. He's not gonna be able to say anything that I want him to say. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna have to play. He's gonna have to play the game of the man in the fucking black dress or the woman in the black dress in the courtroom. He's gonna have to obey. That's so what he's gonna have to do. People should. Use tax attorneys when they're or def- how about a defense attorneys when they're accused of drug drug offenses? You think they shouldn't hire attorneys to try to minimize the chance of it's going up to, to prison? them? They can they I'm, can do whatever they want. They can do whatever I, they want. That's their that's that's their. I know I know, know what they, they want to do. That's but their I'm stick. Saying, do you think there's something wrong with being a defense attorney and defending people for against the state trying to incarcerate I them? For, let me let me speak for James if I may. If someone no, is you a, may not. You may not. I don't care. I'm aggressing against you. <laughs> if so, according to James, if I understand the retardedness of his argument, <laughs> if a person is accused of a victimless crime such as possession of narcotics and you defend him with a state license, you're a hypocrite. Did I say that? That's you implied it? Like that is the direct implication. Did I, did I say it, though? That's exactly well, what it sounds so, like you're saying, James. I didn't say that. 
is the direct implication of what you said. By the way, the, the, the crown that was on you just a second ago until you cleared it away, uh, that was me crowning you the king of the non sequitur. The king of the who? So non non sequitur. Let's let's change the subject, but let's quit picking on James because James is a good guy, a good libertarian. Um, uh, but you see why? <laughs> I just, You're full why, of I just, fucking I, shit. No, I'm not. You I'm are. Totally why are you insulting everyone, James? I'm totally serious. Uh, I'm totally serious. James, of course you are. James, you know you're a hypocrite. You know why? I am a hypocrite. At least you know I why? fucking admit it. At least are I admit you, are it. You, are you a sinner too, boy? You a I'm sinner? I'm a sinner. I notice you're wearing a shirt, and that shirt was made by someone who paid don't go taxes. There. Don't go there. He'll take it <laughs> off. Last time we talked, he was shirtless. Oh, here we go. Um, but I think okay. this, uh, this, but I does love you. this does redeem me a little bit with my... Uh, so, so, Daniel, you can see why the Jan Helfeld debate was so uh, off the rails. Um, I loved it. I was, it was hilarious. So Helfeld is like a hundred times worse than James, right? Right, yes. A hundred. Wow. I, I, I got furious when he was interviewing me, and he wouldn't shut the fuck up. He was talking over me the entire time. Well, he reads He reads the same script every time, number one. Oh, and, it's, it's really irritating, yeah. Oh, you know what was interesting? I did a debate the other day with uh, uh, Alex Baker, debate number two. Matt, were you? No, Jeff hosted that one. It was a liberty I, 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 was, uh, I was on the soundboard. Okay, so that was my debate number two with Baker. The first one was went off the yes, rails. Tucker? Tucker was the moderator. I debated this guy, Alex Baker, who's a pro-IP libertarian, right? It was a civil debate, but... Um, um, That's about all that can be said. But he, he, he wanted this format, which is similar to the Jan Helfeld format, and I objected ahead of time, not because I didn't want to debate, but because I just think it doesn't work well. It's better to have a conversation, I think. In a two-way one where you can hear each other, and the format. So, oh, that was the bad technical. That that, that Liberty Dot Me thing. The the technical features were horrible. It just you couldn't. You couldn't even have a duplex conversation. Do you know what I mean? It was it wasn't good. Yeah, Alex had a lag, and Jeff had a lag, and Alex's uh, Alex kept freezing for some reason. Yeah, never I had that happen. I don't know whose fault that was, but but um. What what, ha what happened? To, I'm is, is Jeffrey Tucker becoming more um. He's aligning himself with with these with with these left anarchists. It seems. Hold on, I'll, hold on. I'll bash Jeff in a second, but um, I just my point is after the debate, I'm joking. After the debate, uh, Baker told me he goes, "You were right. That was a bad uh, debate format, and it wasn't that horrible. It wasn't as bad as the health out one, but it just doesn't work. Ten minutes me, ten minutes you, ten minutes me. I interview you, you interview me. It just doesn't work. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think Tuck, I don't think Tucker's uh. Tucker just did a uh, a whole one or two hour uh, exposition on Liberty Me a week ago about Hoppe's book, A Theory of Socialism and Capitalism. I mean, yeah. he's not a. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like Hoppe at all. Like, well, uh, that's fine, but he's not. But you, you don't you like know. your fucking self. Fine, but I don't like him as well. You don't like <laughs> him? I don't Who? like Hoppe. Who's the other guy? Cox said you don't like. Myself. <laughs> oh. No, but my point is, if you wouldn't, you wouldn't like Hoppe. You wouldn't do a, a whole thing on Hoppe's book if you were a left libertarian. I mean, J Tucker's not a left libertarian. Like I, I read Democracy: The Guy That Failed, and I didn't really like it. I thought the myth. I, there's a much better book criticizing democracy 
much better called The Myth of the Rational Voter by Brian Kaplan, which is a great book. Ugh. You didn't like I, it? I don't like Kaplan. Well, I'm, I, listen, um, uh, well, Hoppe's best book is a, th a Theory of Socialism and Capitalism. Have you read that one? I didn't. I th you, no, I didn't. Daniel I didn't read like, it. Daniel doesn't like Hopper because he's not gay enough. No, well, first of all, I don't like him because I think he's in a, he's a bit of an elitist snob, and I also think wait, 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 wait. So, so is Kinsella, so you don't like him either. I'm not an elitist snob. I I grew yeah, up in the country. I grew up in the country in Louisiana. No, 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 no. I grew he's up delusional if you don't think you are. I grew up milking <laughs> cows and on a farm and. He's not an elite. Yeah. First jagging, of all, jagging sheep with the Wellington boots on. Come here, you little bastard. You know why Kinsella wears Wellington boots? So he stuffs the sheep's back legs no, no, down wait, wait, wait. I know, away I know while he's jagging them. I know Hop personally. I don't think he's a snob at all. What, why do you say he's an elite snob? What, what, what makes you think that? Well, first of all, his views you on mean, immigration. You mean this is stuff he wrote in the Democracy Book? His, his views on immigration. Well, well you can just – wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Most people in the world have views that are – Worse than that bitch, on immigration. You don't, you don't think everyone's an elitist snob that that doesn't believe in open borders, do you? Uh, I believe in open borders. Sort of. But I'm not an elitist snob. You think? You, but you think you, your average Joe Sixpack who doesn't want Mexicans coming over the border is an elitist snob? He's a low class elitist snob. Well, I don't know that that, that but you see that that's not. I don't think that's a good reason to think Hoppe is an elitist snob. I mean, well, first of all, I think because I got the feeling you can disagree with his immigration views, but you do realize he's an anarchist, right? He wants he wants the state to be abolished and to decentralize. First of all, I don't understand this. Communities would decide to let in. What does that even mean? Communities? Why does someone <laughs> get own an entire community? You own your home. What is this community? I think he's, he's, he's imagining something. He's imagining something like a restrictive covenant, you know, which d does exist in certain neighborhoods, or just private association. I mean, you do realize that even in today's highly integrated society, with with state enforced desegregation and and um, anti discrimination laws, people still segregate by race a lot, right? I mean, in here in Houston, there's a Vietnamese community. There's a there's a uh, there's there's a Thai community, a Korean area. There's a there's black areas. There's white areas. There's Hispanic areas. I mean, you do realize people. There's uh, there's segregation. You do realize class. that, you know, don't you? No, I mean oh, you I'm don't. Not, I'm not against. Don't realize? I'm not against. I, I'm not against voluntary segregation. Well, hold on. I, I'm a I'm against it because I'm I'm a cosmopolitan uh, elitist snob, but. Um, yeah. I don't like all these yokels yeah. caring about their race, but you some of them do. You will on people because they're Wait, stupid. So, no, I don't believe in forced integration. I I have no problem with people who want to segregate. No, but my point is, even in today's heavily, uh, uh, the society where the state makes it almost difficult to segregate by race and other criteria, people still do it. I mean, we have women, women's business groups. People segregate by gender, by age. Okay, I'm not against that. I'm not saying I'm against it or for it. I'm saying it happens already. So okay. you could imagine that happening in different ways in a private society, informally, formally, by custom, by restrictive covenant. I don't know. Until just recently, there were, you know, Yale and Harvard didn't allow uh, uh, women. And until recently, Rice University didn't allow anyone but whites to come to it. 
you know, there's there's pro-Jewish. Uh, uh, Pro-Jewish. I mean, there's all why Jewish. Why are you going to stop talking about Jews? You know that Daniel's a Jew, don't you? No, there's Jewish sororities on campuses. There's uh, there's all kinds of groups even now. I'm just saying, ex, people, ex and, and until recently, oh, yeah. there were restrictions, right? Country clubs wouldn't allow Jews or blacks into them. <laughs> fine, that's what? fine. I have no problem with that. Well, but that's what Hop is talking about. He's saying that fine, people, maybe, maybe I don't people, understand what people he's find ways to voluntarily, using private property rights, segregate, like they All do right. now. I don't well, see what's so controversial about that. I, I, maybe, I don't originally. maybe I don't understand his views, and I'm not being fair. But at least it came across to me <laughs> like not <laughs> Well, there there may be other things you could point to which would support your point better, but what you just said doesn't, I think. All right. I, I think does originally it, we he, were talking about does he support uh, open borders. Well, he supports abolishing the state. But does he, he support open borders? And he supports decentralization. So but he does wants he support open borders, though. Why? Well, you have to define what that means. I mean, you know, you would know you're his bum chum. In today's society. Would he say that government should not have armed guards at the border? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I've never heard him say he supports the, the federal government in the U.S., for example, having armed guards on the border. Okay. At, at most, I've heard him say he does think that – look, I think the best way to understand his position is he is, he is trying to point out the fact that when you have a mammoth state like we have now, okay, you can't just change one policy to the exclusion of all others and expect there to be no consequences. So all right, he's I pointing agree. out is that he, he's pointing out that unless you get rid of the state in its entirety, then whatever policy the state has, someone is going to be screwed. And I think that's correct. So what he's pointing out is that if the government maintains current border controls, it's hurting private property owners who want to invite people they can't invite. He admits that, right? And it's also it also has an irrational policy compared to what, say, a private monarch would have. Like it, it, it actually favors the wrong kind of people. You, If you're going to have only a, a quota of people, you'd want to have certain type of people rather than other type of people, not, not letting the, just the, the lowest quality people in just because they're going to vote for Democrats or whatever. Right, or on the other hand, if you maintain the existing system and you open the borders entirely right now, um, given the existing welfare and anti-discrimination laws and everything else, it's going to result in other violations of other people's rights. I think that's true as well, and he calls that forced integration. So he's just pointing out a problem that's been neglected on the other side of the equation. Personally, I think you could never as a libertarian support anything the federal government ever does, including maintain the borders. So you can't in good conscience ever support the INS doing anything. Oh, so yeah. You, ha you have to be open borders ultimately. I, th I think I got in trouble last week when I told someone, and I wasn't really kidding when I said it, where if the only way to stop murder is by having the government do it, murder should be legal. Well, you know, Cory Doctorow has a, a point like that about copyright, and he's, he's not actually against copyright entirely. But he recognizes that enforcing copyright is resulting in um, restrictions on the freedom of the internet, right? And he said, you know, as a, kind of a utilitarian, right? If if it comes down to it, if I had to choose between having Hollywood blockbusters 
because the argument is that if you don't have copyrights controlled, then Hollywood can't make a, enough pro profit on movies to fund these big blockbusters. So he said, you know, if I really have to choose ultimately between having freedom on the internet and seeing a movie with Bruce Willis shooting bad guys from a cave, I'm sorry, bye bye, Bruce. You know, and I think he's right. If if you really had to choose between a copyright system that enabled blockbuster movies but stifled internet freedom and the opposite, you'd have to give up movies. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think that's actually a, a choice we have to make, but it's kind of a good point. It's kind of similar to what you're saying in a sarcastic way about murder, right? Yeah. Were we talking about whether my boss was a leftist? Who's your boss? Jeff Tucker. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> We were, he's we he's were, all of our he's all of our bosses. We hey Matt, know. Matt, do you live in Carborough? I do live in Carborough. I live just down the street from you. Oh, where do you live? Do you know where Jordan Lakes is? Yeah, I live right I live right there. Well, how do you know where he lives, James? Are you have you met him before? Do you know him? No, I know where all you live. What's my exact address? <laughs> <laughs> Really? Do you want me to do what it's all yeah? You want yeah, to announce no, it on the air? Yeah, what is it? What is my exact address? I'll tell you later. No, you don't Smart know. Man. Smart it's man. Smart man. I don't well, care if the viewers well, What do you know. say? What do you say, Stefan? I don't care if the viewers Smart know what's man. my address. Smart man. No, I'll tell you later. Uh, James, do you ever come to the uh, Triangle Anarchist meetups? Uh, no. Why not? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> At least he got a good excuse. <laughs> oh, uh, I heard, uh, I actually didn't make it to this one, but uh, a few uh, crime think left anarchists came uh, a couple of weeks ago. And they crime were... Crime think? What is that, like a thought crime? Crime think is this, like, anarchist organization, uh, I guess that's not a oxymoron, whatever. Um... But they, they're these idiots who don't believe in any kind of private property. And uh, they came to one of the meetups the other day, and they were really angry that everyone in the meetup other than them was a, uh, a propertarian. So you should come out sometime. We meet in Durham every other week, and then... Uh, are you are you trying to associate me with crime think? No, I, I'm trying to associate <laughs> you with the people who uh, the crime think guys were pissed off at. Oh. Two minutes, I'll be right back. He's got to drop the kids off at the pool. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Daniel, uh, what was it that uh, yeah. what was it that my boss said that led you to believe that he was uh, turning left? It says you're gay uh, and you find Well, his whole article of humanitarianism versus brutalism. Uh, where in that article did you see him argue for a non-right libertarian conception of private property? I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. It sounded. I I, I make a lot of accusations that aren't true. But, uh, okay. Let Let me tell you. Uh, what's it's not from Jeff's own mouth, but it's. I, I've talked to Jeff about that article. I like uh, him. I had him on my show. I want to have him come again soon. But yeah. You should do that. But okay, the, the article was about why 
you, why you shouldn't be an asshole when you're talking about libertarianism, when you're advocating for libertarianism. Don't be an asshole. That was the message of the humanitarian article. Did, did, I, did I hear my name called? Yeah. We're, just, <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about you, not to you. Oh, why? What do you, you heard the word asshole? And when he came... It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that, that's Chris Cantwell's line, right? That's asshole, Anyway, we can, talk, we can talk a little more, but I, I have to stop the broadcast because it's been like two hours already. Goodbye, everyone. You don't want to talk about Cantwell before you go off? No, we can talk.